Welcome to A Ghost Stories. I'm Gabby. I'm Kim. And we're part of A Ghost, the Advanced Ghost Hunters of Seattle Tacoma. And we are here to share tales of ours and others' firsthand paranormal experiences that bring us back again and again to share our evidence. 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 <laughs> uh, but we usually like to talk a little bit about the history as Yay, well. History. Yay. We um, love the history. I know. Kim always loves the history. She loves to do all that research. I do like the research. Uh, Kim also likes to have consumption while we are recording. <laughs> so I have the consumption. <laughs> fair warning to those listening. Um, Kim is not feeling so hot, so she sounds a little crazy. So um, if, we have, cough. <laughs> if there's coughs, I'll try to edit them out. But we do what we got to do. Um, and allergies are strong with this one. So, you know, we do what we got to do. We're just, we're a mess. We're an absolute mess. You know, when the seasons <laughs> change in Seattle, it really affects us. Um, which, by the way, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. It's kind of like fall right now. Oh, I love it. It's actually a little chilly. Um, it rained the last few days, just like a light little drizzle. I'm um, drinking my pumpkin spice almond milk coffee currently. Ooh. I have. Um... See, I like that I'm holding my mug up like people can see what I'm yeah, drinking. This is not I'm a visual d- medium, Kim. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking green tea from my Deadpool mug. Um, it really sounded funny when you said that. It sounded like <laughs> I'm drinking green tea from dead. Because <laughs> cool. that's how I feel. Because <laughs> Kim is dead. Uh, but anyway... Uh, we, uh, I want to say welcome to to anyone who's listening who's in my Dark History of Seattle class. Yay! It's really good. We had our first session. I was going to say we had our first session yesterday, but by the time this uh, episode comes out, it'll have been like two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> you're not like wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, yeah, it's a super cool class. She's actually doing another session if anyone's interested in attending. Um, it's through Urban Elective Seattle and it's called The Dark History of Seattle. Um, and it's at a brewery, which is pretty cool. So you can just like hang out, learn things, um, learn things about murder and ghosts and Pacific Northwest. It's actually in general, they have some really cool classes. So, uh, it's worth checking out all of the, the awesome things they have to offer. And when does your session two start? My session two starts cause each session is six weeks long. And so session two starts sometime in October. I'm going to pull up the exact date and it'll be on Tuesdays for session two. Uh, I think it's the 22nd. Yeah. October 22nd. Uh, we start up and we're at a, a brewery. I think it's in Georgetown is the second brewery. Cool. That cool, we're cool, cool. It's on Tuesdays, uh, six 30 to eight 30. Very cool. So get off work, go learn some fun things and have a beverage. It's a good time. Um, and Kim <laughs> is really good at facilitating. I can vouch. I'm going to her <laughs> first session. So it's really fun. I've- I think you're biased. <laughs> I am a little biased, but you do a good job. So, you know, shout, shout out the Kim. Um, <laughs> even with tea in hand and Ricola in mouth, you're making it work. I was working that tea. <laughs> yeah, you were. You were waving it all around. If that didn't have a top, it would have gone everywhere. Uh, but, you know, bringing it, reeling it back in, talking about some history of the Seattle vicinity. Um mm-hmm. 
we have a location that we that Kim actually did a lot of research on today that we're excited to talk about, and it is the USS Turner Joy. So welcome uh, to the spectral seas of the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> I like spectral seas. Yes. That's, that's a nice alliteration there. Uh, well, and it's, it's actually super cool because uh, Spooked in Seattle and a Ghost have access to the Turner Joy. So we regularly do investigations there. Uh, we do open to the public investigations there. Oh, yeah. So if... Yeah. So if you are intrigued by the things you're hearing, you can uh, check out one of our upcoming investigations. Although I'm trying to think now if we <laughs> we're we're winding down, it gets real cold there in the wintertime. So we hit a point where we stopped doing investigations there until the spring. So sorry to dangle that in front of you and then be like, oh, psych, never mind. Um, so the USS Turner Joy, which currently resides in Bremerton. Uh, it's been retired now for a number of years. It was named for Charles Turner Joy, which is a great name. You love like, these old timey names. You're like, where's I, my man with this old timey name? Uh, well, okay, so seriously, where is my man with this old timey name? If there's any guys out there with an old timey name, just hit up hit, Kim hit on up. our uh, on our Instagram, a ghost mm-hmm. stories. Just hit her up. Be like, hey yo, hey yo, girl. My name is Charles Turner Joy. How you doing? All right. Continue. Or if you are the ghost of Charles Turner Joy, and you want to hit She'll me up, she'll still then... date you. I will. That's true. That's not a lie. I totally will. Uh, <laughs> that's my. Those are my standards. Uh, living or dead. <laughs> anyway. Uh, he was an admiral in the U.S. Navy during World War II and the Korean War, so he was a big, impressive, cool guy. Uh, now, the USS Turner Joy was actually built at the Puget Sound Bridge and Dredging Company in Seattle. Dredging? So it was built dredging. What it's a great is a word. dredge? <laughs> How, what does someone do to dredge? What is that verb? Is the, the dredge? <laughs> the dredging. <laughs> the dredging. How do you spell that? Uh, well, dredge, like D-R-E-D-G-E. So it's it's um, like scooping out mud, weed to, stuff. To like clean if you're out clearing the bed something. of a, parentheses, a harbor, river, or other area with yeah. water, end quote, or end parentheses, by scooping out mud, weeds, and rubbish with a dredge. <laughs> there we go. There's the definition. Go on. There's, there's definition. Okay. You feel better? I feel much better. Thank you. All right. Um. Now, uh, oh, I've lost my, I've lost my train of thought. That's where <laughs> so it was anyway. built. You're talking about where it was built. Built in Seattle. Woo. Uh, it was commissioned in 1959. It was heavily involved in the conflict with Vietnam. Uh, there was a crew of 17 officers and 275 enlisted men that served during during her term. Uh, now, I'm. Uh, this is full disclaimer that when it comes to Anytime I'm researching stories with military things, a lot of the terminology starts to get a little bit like, wait, what's this? Who's talking about? Huh? So uh, (laughs) this is Kim like abridging this in her own very special Kim way. In like layman's terms. As best as I can. Yeah. Because it can get it can be a lot, especially if you're not as familiar with with some of the terminology. So uh, the Gulf of Tonkin incident was a a conflict that happened and it was one of the big things that president johnson used 
to justify uh, furthering our involvement in the Vietnam War. Interesting. So it was actually uh, very important at the time, but uh, well, you'll, you'll see. So uh, the USS Maddox, which uh, was a destroyer, yes. was patrolling. Destroyer. Sorry, go on. Yes. Very metal. I know. Uh, uh, was was patrolling uh, and uh, in the the uh, Gulf of Tonkin and doing their you know destroyer thing and there are these <laughs> you like that <laughs> I, I like that a lot there are these three North Vietnamese uh, torpedo boats that were monitoring them so Maddox was like hey cut that out <laughs> and fired three warning shots and I mean this is a fairly common thing that that happens a lot of times when you're at sea and you're kind of like you know who's who's got the bigger boat um quote unquote boat exactly the vietnamese ships were like hey dude that's not cool so they opened fire on the maddox with their machine guns oh wonderful yeah uh so the maddox just starts like going to town on them they they uh, uh according to the reports they fired over 280 oh dang three to five inch shells wow so i mean whether or not this is justified again we weren't there i'm i'm not a military person so who knows but uh you know vietnamese are are firing on them with their machine guns they start torpedoing a little bit for good measure uh the turner joy was called to help but by the time the turner joy got there everything had kind of calmed down late for um, the party <laughs> always a bridesmaid never a bride <laughs> stupid <laughs> so um august 4th this is two days later uh they were with the maddox uh and they're supposed to be out doing boat things and uh <laughs> do you like my very uh, scientific terminology yep. about boat things you know very important boat business um, the Turner Joy's radar started picking up what appeared to be some small crafts, but they seemed to be very far away. And it should also be noted that the seas were fairly rough that day. Weather was not the greatest. Oh, surprise, surprise. It was a dark and stormy day. <laughs> and then it became a dark and stormy night. Uh, by that evening, they were certain that the ships, the enemy ships were nearby. So this is where things start to get a little bit interesting. Uh, the Turner Joy reports that she sees one or two torpedo wakes, which uh, the wakes are like the the little bubbles that happen when, when things move through the water. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, crap. They're, they're firing on us. Evasive maneuvers, evasive maneuvers. We got to do something. So they just went to town and just were like, boom, firing shells. Boom, 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 boom. 220 shells. Wow. And at the time, they thought that they hit the enemies and sunk them. But here's the thing. There's no actual evidence. 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 That there were any boats. What? Like, you know when your cat starts fighting? something that's not there (laughs) but but they're they are like they are just committed they're fighting a ghost cam fighting a ghost demon but and so maybe these were ghosts or or demon ships (laughs) 
It's um, always a demon, right? Always it's a demon. always a demon. <laughs> always a demon, never a ghost. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, it, it is that sort of thing where they were very sure they were seeing something. They were very sure something was there. Um, there is something called Tonkin Ghosts. Interesting. Not as interesting as you would think. Uh, it's not actual ghosts. Ew. It's basically just weird radar conditions that lead to sometimes things being scene that aren't there oh that kind of sounds familiar yeah and it's it's also related to like the weather conditions could have contributed to this so basically sorry that reminds me of like when people are like oh my god it's a ghost (laughs) (laughs) when they look at like evidence of something evidence like orbs yeah like orbs or like (laughs) like jake was talking about yeah like how certain pieces of equipment like to identify something as a person because they want to find the image of a person yeah even if it's like a a stack of rocks but it's a stack of rocks it's not a person it's like the face uh on mars oh yeah it's like when you want to see it yeah and our our brains are designed to try to create that picture and so um i think and i mean to be to be fair uh, the CO for the Maddox and, and the crew for the both ships were like, no, we were being fired upon uh, and, and we're really adamant about it. But in retrospect, like when they've been examining the evidence and, and even on the Vietnamese side, they're like, yeah, we weren't there. <laughs> so they must have felt like a bunch of idiots. Well, they stuck by their story. They stuck by their, like, no, there was a battle. We sunk some ships. But I, even that, like, there's things that happen when you sink a ship, especially a ship that may or may not have had torpedoes on it. Right. There was absolutely nothing that indicated that it happened. There was no wreckage. There was no, like, little explosions or anything. So, in fact, um, President Johnson, and he said this privately, so, of course, it got out, was quoted as saying at the time, for all I know, our Navy was firing at whales out there. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> embarrassing. But he says why he said it privately. But, but uh, it wasn't so privately because he's the president and everybody <laughs> repeats what he says, probably. But either way, uh, the incident uh, led to them signing something that got us more involved in the war. Interesting. Uh, so during the rest of the war, USS Turner Joy was mostly used for additional support on the coastline and when they needed uh, extra firepower. Uh, I read one account, and I had trouble verifying this, and I'm all about the, if I can't fully verify something or find a second source that says something, then I like to put a disclaimer. <clears throat> but this was interesting if it is true, and that is she fired the final round of naval gunfire on the, on the uh, of the Vietnam War just before the ceasefire was announced. Hmm. Uh, Now, she was hit a couple times during the war. There was one, actually, this was kind of funny. So there was this one report of um, a couple of the officers were playing cards. And there is, if you visit the Turner Joy, they have a room that's like a little kind of card room. It's it's pretty cool. A little like, you know, loungy sort of room. And uh, gunfire (laughs) ripped through the hole right by where they were sitting playing cards and they were fine. I just think it's funny that you're playing cards and then suddenly bam, bam, bam. As one does. 
Yeah, you know, it happens. <laughs> uh, there's no reported deaths from an active battle. And that's huh. important. But okay. there were a couple people who died uh, through the years from things that happened on the ship or illness. Uh, the big thing that happened, and this is where some of the spirits that currently haunt the Turner Joy probably stem from, was there was an incident. They were repelling a Viet Cong attack. And it was about 24 hours of action. And during that time, a five-inch round misfired. They were trying to clear the chamber of the gun, and the shell detonated. Oh, no. That's bad. That's very bad. Uh, the explosion killed three sailors. Oh. And wounded three others. Now, something that pops up a lot when you start looking at the evidence and start looking at, at uh the stories is that the three sailors were placed in the refrigerator. Well, I like to, to store the bodies, but uh, further <laughs> investigation shows that is not what happened. Mm. What um, happened? Wherever they were put, it wasn't the refrigerator. Oh, okay. Well, the reason I bring this up is because you'll see people reporting that like, Oh no, there's a lot of activity in the refrigerator where the bodies were stored. Oh. And that seems to not be true. Mm. And so um, anyone who says – not to say that there is not activity in the refrigerators, but it, it's not because they put the bodies there. Uh, now, the ship was retired in 1982. In 1991, it officially became part of the Bremerton Historic Ships Association, which is where it still resides in Bremerton, Washington. And those of you in Seattle can hop on the ferry and go right across the water, and it is right there. Uh, now, it's decommissioned, but a lot of people feel like eh, not all the sailors who used to work on there got the memo. The ghosts there don't seem to be malicious, although some of them do get a little handsy. Uh-oh. Is it because you're there, Kim? <laughs> oh, you know what's funny? Okay, so here's what's funny. Um, there have been reports and there's EVPs of ghosts that are like whistling at, we think, the women. Uh, or being like, hey. How are you hey, yo, girl. Girl. Uh, so, yes, that that does happen. In fact, there was uh, an investigator who felt like she had uh, a spirit, like, follow her. Like, off throughout. the ship? No, no, no. Just all around the ship. Oh, like, okay. How you doing? I'm going to just, I'm, I'm, how you doing? You're, you look pretty. I'm going to just follow you around. Uh, but the slightly more alarming is that there seems to be a ghost there who, with some of the male caretakers... Because there was a time when the caretakers lived on the ship, uh, would grab certain parts of the male anatomy oh. in the shower. Oh, that's gonna be a little surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have a question. <laughs> I feel like it's a question that listeners might have when it, it's in regards to something like this. So I think I'm just going to pose it as, um, how does one give a ghost consent? Well, okay, no, that's actually a really interesting question. Um, <laughs> so 
a lot of uh, hauntings that I know I personally have had experience with um, or have investigated have involved spirits who make physical contact with people. Without consent. Without consent, yeah. Uh, it actually it happens on our, our tours. We have a, a couple different spirits who are handsy, and we'll even refer to them as like, you know, Mr. Handsy, Mr. Grabby, whatever. And in in those situations, no one is giving consent. I, I was in the back underground tunnel once. I think I may have talked about this in the previous episode. Uh, in the middle of a tour, and there's a spirit back there who who is known to touch the ladies. Um, blonde seemed to be his favorite. I'm not blonde. Uh, Neither am I. Fantastic. But not exclusively. Uh, but he'll touch a woman's hair, touch her back, sometimes pinch their butt. So I was covering for somebody else and I was in that back corner mid story and I felt like someone bear hugging me from behind. And it was weird and freaky. And again, I did not consent to that. Uh, so you, you have those instances. Um, but you know this from investigations. We will do things to try to deliberately entice uh, a spirit. Mm-hmm. And we'll sometimes use language. We'll ask very specific questions to try to to engage with them or, or uh, I mean, in some cases, make them angry. Because, uh, you know, that's a great idea. <laughs> oh, that's the best idea. <laughs> the best idea ever. Angry ghosts. Those are my favorite. Yeah, um, take them home with you. They'll all live with you forever. Forever and ever, but uh, and we we'll, and we'll use trigger objects, trigger items to um, <laughs> not like you're thinking. My God, woman, <laughs> I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> Sorry, go on. I'm like a trigger warning. <laughs> like the actual definition of the word trigger, trying to to entice incite uh to to spark something uh, <laughs> trigger <laughs> sorry go on God. <laughs> so um we use especially with with like children um uh, toys to try to to try to get them to come out and so in cases like this where you have spirits who are you know grabbing people one way to entice them one way to try to trigger activity is to give them what they seem to like, which is people. But in, in that specific case, you are giving consent essentially for something to happen because you're saying, I am here, make contact with me. Now, in normal circumstances, you do not want a spirit just grabbing your junk. That is not appropriate. Mm, that's not a trigger object for them. Exactly. Now I was there, this was, uh, it was in the late spring, early summer, I think it was a couple months ago. And we were, we were doing, uh, some of the investigations. Ross was doing some of his, his, you know, naked experiments. Again, Ross was not getting naked. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I was in the bathroom with uh, one of the other women who was there we were just chatting and I'm washing my hands and there, it's a big bathroom and there's a shower in the bathroom. And all of a sudden the shower just spontaneously burst on. Oh, surprise. And we both stopped 
and kind of looked at each other. <laughs> and I, I walked over to the shower and the, the knob was turned all the way on. Hmm. Now, neither of us were, I mean, again, we were a couple feet away from the shower and I didn't see the shower move. It was just all of a sudden, bam, it was on. So it didn't like progressively go from like kind of on to on all the way. Cause sometimes showers, when you turn them on, they don't like bam on, like you have to slowly turn them on. Right. Right. This was like, bam on, but neither of us saw or heard the, the knob, uh, the knob turn. It was one of the reasons why when I went over, I was like, is this, is there a plumbing problem? Is it, is it turned off and suddenly it's on and we're going to have to call someone? No, it was turned all the way on. Did you play with the knob to see if it made any noise when you turned it? It made a little noise. It was also not a particularly loose knob. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 12. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. We're two peas in a pod. It's perfect. Two peas in a pod. Uh, it, was not, it was not loose. So it's not the kind of thing where if it was on a little bit, water pressure or something could have. I see what you mean. Yeah. It wouldn't easily have turned on by itself from what I could see. Hmm. Um, I had one of the investigators that shall not be named, uh, who wasn't there, but this is, you know, the things that sometimes get talked about when you're talking about things that happen on investigation was like, well, did you have a camera on? Uh, like, no, I, I was in the bathroom. <laughs> well, yeah, but did you have a body cam on again in the bathroom? Well, it's just when you're investigating, you should always have a body camera on. <laughs> Even like, when you okay. have to pee. Yeah, I'm like, on the one hand, I get it. I get what you're saying. But on the other hand, like, dude, I was in the bathroom. Come on. <laughs> Seriously? Which, sometimes you need some sort of privacy. It, it just would be really funny if the next time you go on an investigation, you'd do that. <laughs> but, like, not show anything. But you can just, like, hear a tinkle. <laughs> And someone will be like, oh, my God, it's a ghost. <laughs> and you'll be like, wait, no, I was told to always have my body cam on. I just really had to pee. I don't think it's a ghost. I think it's just that I had to pee really bad. <laughs> oh, man. And then I'm you like... can make everyone feel super uncomfortable when they go feel... through the evidence. And you should like <laughs> you should present it as evidence that you found. <laughs> Maybe the ghost really had to go. <laughs> when ghosts pee, doesn't make a sound. Do ghosts, yes. Do ghosts pee? Do ghosts eat? I don't know. I don't think so. They're already dead. They don't oh, function. Now I'm just thinking about ghosts peeing. Wait, hold on. What if there's like residual peeing? Listen, <laughs> ectoplasm, residual pee. Residual ghosts. And then if you have a lot of ghost dogs roaming around, then they're just like, legs up. They're just going for it. <laughs> just going for it. There used to be a fire hydrant here. Now it's not. Now there's like ectoplasm. <laughs> ectoplasm everywhere. <laughs> I like this. Oh, man. This is what happens when we go off on tangents. Anyway, continue. This is what happens when I'm on cold medicine. <laughs> I'm just normal. This is me on a regular day. That's true. <laughs> uh, now, uh, our, our uh, very own ghost daddy. Ghost Daddy! Ghost Daddy Jake! Ghost Daddy Jake. Uh, he has gotten some of his own 
evidence while investigating. Uh, he's investigated a couple different times. There was the the time he got uh, flares on his EMF and his EDI geophone and has video of that. And uh, it's on his website of ghostlyactivities.com, correct? It is, yes. And we will link to that on our website so that you can hop right over to Ghostly Activities. Uh, and if you haven't checked it out, uh, I know this is a little bit of a shameless plug, but it really is a, a great site. Um, uh, all kinds of info from investigations that our very own Ghost Daddy has done and some very cool evidence. Uh, and there was also some very interesting audio. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, okay, hold on. I want to read to you really quick, if we can, some of the tests that Jake did on uh, the USS Turner Joy in the commander's stator room. And that's where we have the video that's on his website. This is from 2018. So, um, he said that the session lasted 45 minutes with five credible engagements on the EDI geophone and EMF meter. Um, on the website, they short, he shortens the video down a bit just so that you can see the main um, engagement. So there's a first engagement flare before the transition and then a more common and longer engagement after the transition. The first part of the clip happened approximately three minutes into the video recording and the second part of the clip happened about five minutes later. Um, so there's no, apparently no change in temperature. There were no apparitions or anything like that collected in the room. Um, but three topics with engagement included when, um, first, if they'd like to sit with us when that was asked, there are three flares captured Two, if they had a message for their wives or family, they got two flares captured for that Mm -hmm. three. When we thank them for their service, there was one flare captured. And four, when we said we had to leave, there was one flare. Um, and then the EDI geophone and EMF flares are also matched or also matched changes captured on the MEL meter. Um, oh, the and meter, yeah. MEL meter, yeah. Um, so the red light to the right of the EDI, which you can see in the video. So each surge had different levels of uh, that rapidly cycled. So in most of the engagements, the EMF ranged from 0.3 um, to uh, 8. And Ooh. the bursts were short and lasted approximately 5 to 8 seconds. So that's pretty long, actually. Yeah, it really is. Um, when, and real quick, just in case anyone's not familiar with some of these terminologies, uh, EDI, geophone, is uh, an environmental detection device so it, it'll register like emf waves it'll uh do temperature and the geophone uh registers like vibrations and and um senses motion and vibrations so it's a little bit of a like all-in-one kind of piece of equipment it's really cool yes so that was part of what <laughs> thanks Kim, i just want to throw that out there in case people are no sure it's good i'm glad that you did um so <laughs> Let's talk about sounds. So there were certain things that were caught that were either sounds from the ship um, Mm -hmm. or EVPs. And for Jake on his website, he has a few different ones. Um, In a couple of cases, you can hear 
like knocks on the walls or bangs or right. footsteps um, when there was no one around. And the other uh, members of the group were three or four floors below them at the time. So literally nobody else was around. They didn't have any EMF spikes, um, but there was a gradual three degree Fahrenheit decrease in the time of like 30 minutes. But that's as not that just weird. Be that's regular. Ugh. Right. Because as, as, as the night goes on and the temperature drops. Right. It gets colder. So that's normal. normal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a fairly, if, if it had been like a 10 degree drop in that, in 30 minutes, I would have been like, what? But right. yeah, that's a pretty normal amount to. So we'll drop. play a couple of sounds for you now. So the first one is one of the knocks. So I'll play this now. How old are you? Okay, so that was when they heard a bang from the floor below them when Jake asked a question. And here's another one. Are you standing next to me? So that was one where Jake asked if someone was standing next to him. And then they heard a bang right after that, but then it was quiet for the rest of the time. Mm. And then here's another. What's your name? I kind of want to hear that one again. I'm going to play that one again. Yeah. What's your name? So that one said, what's your name? And then I feel like you can kind of hear something, but then it ends up, you hear like two little tiny pitter-patter sounds. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. So it doesn't actually, like, physically answer, but there's some kind of movement there. And let's do the last one. We have about four more minutes left before we go to one of the rooms over there. Did you hear that thump? Is someone in the corner... dog so that's pretty funny it says like jake's like is someone in the corner and then he says dog so i, I heard the dog i was like <laughs> i kind of want to ask dog jake about that one and be like did did you hear a bark a wolf wolf or is someone going yo what's up dog was there some ectoplasm from a dog <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's interesting because like again we weren't there when these were recorded but that's something that I know 
if Jake is posting it on his website, right. it's legit. Like right. he would never post anything that was weird or if something else could have made the noise. Yeah. He has like infinite amounts of recordings of EVPs mm-hmm. that are not fully EVPs. And for those of you that are just kind of getting started listening to our podcast, like we often talk about how people automatically want to assume something is paranormal. Right. And how there's so many different ways to debunk things that as investigators, we often, the first thing that we do is try to debunk something. And it's a fun game that we play on investigations sometimes of let's debunk each other until it's no longer a paranormal situation, Um, which (laughs) happens often. But, and I think too, for people that like to watch ghost shows and like this type of thing, we were just talking about this yesterday. Yeah, we were. How the masses want to see evidence and they want to see things that are like proved to be paranormal, but it's actually Mm -hmm. pretty hard to find. So a lot of well, the especially times. in the moment, like, yeah, a lot of the stuff that we find, a lot of the evidence we gather is when we finish the investigation and we start going through uh, all the recordings, all the audio recordings, looking at our pictures. It, it's not I mean, you might get spikes on things. You might get things that happen during an investigation, but it it's rarely as dramatic as uh television presents it which is i think some people get really disappointed by when they do a ghost investigation themselves or i even sometimes on the tours i'll i'll have people who get really mad they're like why didn't we see a ghost and i'm like it's not really how that works right it's (laughs) like you're watching televised stuff that people create for entertainment purposes right and like you can take a ghost tour that does that for you. Yeah. Sure. But it's not going to be one that's legit. It's going to be one that's like. No. Trying to entertain you for the sake of entertainment and not for the sake of actual paranormal things happening. Right. So. But it's sensationalizing things too. So absolutely. it's. Absolutely. And it, it makes it hard then. I. I mean, for as often as I say to someone, I'm a paranormal investigator and they're like, oh, that's really cool. I'll say it and people roll their eyes. And a lot of that is because there is this reputation that we get, I think, from some of the shows um, of uh, possibly falsifying or over-exaggerating. Sure. Uh, At the very least, over-exaggerating some things. Uh, and there's there's discussion that happens in the paranormal community about uh, certain instances and whether or not something was real or not. And and I'm not going to say any specific instances. If you want to go down a Google rabbit hole, you are welcome to find those on your own. I don't want to make anyone mad, but it it really does the whole community, I think, a great disservice because it makes our job so much harder. Right. And it's, it's why, and I feel like such a killjoy sometimes when people will be on a tour and they'll come up to me with a photo and they're like, look, we got an orb. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, "Eh, is this the only picture you took? They're like, yes, it is. I'm like, okay, cool. So when we take pictures, we want to take a series of photos, like one after another, just click, 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 click. So we can compare them to each other. We Mm -hmm. have 
different shots to see if we're noticing a pattern in anything, if we're noticing it in the same spot each time. Is it a reflection? Is it dust? But you took this picture back in the underground where there's 25 other people around and there's dust and there's other cameras going off and there's reflections and there's, there's things to reflect off of. And I, I'm not going to say that you didn't catch something, but I can't look at this and say that you did. Sure. Well, but that's like going back to the last episode when we talked about orbs too. And yeah. I feel like with, with evidence like EVPs, right. it's a little different because there are certain things that you can audibly hear. Right. When you record it. Um, mm-hmm. We actually got a couple more EVPs from Medea, who is also in our a ghost group, um, mm-hmm. from an investigation that she went on. Um, and she actually sent me this one. Um, she says it's quiet, but clear. She says something about mm, like six seconds in. Mm-hmm. And then someone responds pretty quickly. I think at the one minute mark is where they hear something, an anomaly. So I'm going to find it for us right now. Okay. Like that. Okay. So it said like that. And then you hear like something moving in the background. So I think it says that she says she hears, please help. Um, I couldn't really hear it, and it's really quick. It's like four seconds long. So let's pull up a different one. It does, you can hear it say, get off my ship. Um, so if you go back and listen to it, it's, you can hear it say, get off my ship. Ooh. Very quietly. Um and there's not, no one else talking during that time. It's about five seconds long. So that seems pretty legit. Um, I know that when we have investigations, like everyone goes to the audio, like Kim was saying, after the fact. And they right. turn it up and then they crop whatever they find. So that's what was sent to us. So, I mean, that's some pretty good audio evidence. Yeah. Evidence. Evidence. Uh, and if you take the uh, if you take the tour on the USS Turner, do the ghost hunt, excuse me, uh, they play a few more EVPs that have been caught on various investigations. And then we're also going to be including some information from Ross Allison's book called um, "Ships and Lighthouses." Haunted ships and haunted lighthouses. ships and lighthouses. Um, so, and if you want to read more about this ship and other ships like that, please. Check that book out. It's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And you can also buy a copy of it at Spooked in Seattle. In our gift shop. Yay. Yay. So it's pretty interesting to be able to know that there is this historic ship in one of the docks, sitting in the dock of the bay. Sorry, I had to. Um, of Bremerton. <laughs> and uh, you can go check it out. It's pretty neat. Um, honestly, it's it's a a place I, I haven't been there yet. I really want to go. I just haven't, my schedule has not allowed me to attend. <laughs> um, but one day I will go. 
Stay tuned for more episodes of A Ghost Stories. And just so you guys know, October is a very special month for us. Um, We are going to be having some mini-sodes. So instead of just having an episode every other week, you will be getting content every single week leading up to Halloween because that is our favorite time of the year. It really is. And we want to give you you know, some really fun things to listen to during that time. So um, we'll be having two mini-sodes and three full episodes in the month of October. It'll be very exciting. So stay tuned for more um, when we get to that point. And it's going to be a good time. So having said that, we wanted to thank you for listening. Uh, for more information on our group, A Ghost, visit aghost.org for more information on Spooked in Seattle. And you can find out um, when we're doing actual like live ghost hunts. We actually have one at University Heights as well as uh, the USS Turner Joy. Um, check out spookedinseattle.com. Follow us on Instagram at A Ghost Stories and say hi. We're also on Facebook as A Ghost Stories Podcast, all one word. And we actually are now on iHeartRadio, which is super exciting. So you can listen to us anywhere. If you like this episode, if you like other episodes that you've listened to, please rate and review us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe on Spotify and tell your friends, share the love. Um, It really helps us when you give us those ratings, though. So please continue to do that. But uh, thanks for listening. And, uh, stay spooky, Seattle.